All right, episode 28, the Adrian Peterson episode. There's a lot of 28s. Been waiting for the Adrian Peterson episode. Vike me. That's the only 28 I got. That's it? Off the top of my head. Mm. Is there another one that I should know? It's like as I mean, it's kind of a popular running back number because of Adrian Peterson. <laughs> the only other number 28 I could think of was Corel Buckhalter. <laughs> <laughs> there's a random person of the day i mean i'm 28 years old so it's my birthday episode okay that'll work that'll work uh yeah buck halter played like one or two seasons for the broncos that's why i know that interesting that's all i got though that's it <laughs> weak i'm sure there's another one out there that i'm forgetting but you know whatever what can he do wednesday march 30th 5 11 p.m at this moment it's last this being recorded last episode of March and the two of us had some pretty interesting experiences over the past week we did do you want to start or should I go uh yeah you can start because did your tickets work they did did you get access to your tickets oh my goodness okay so my girlfriend <laughs> actually had the idea that brought it all together oh so there was and I don't understand why this impacts a specific app at all but there was a software update for my phone. Isn't that what I said last week? You might have. I said, I can't is there an update for the phone? I can't remember. <laughs> but there was a software update for the phone. We'll but I was, I, I was only like one update behind. It's not like I was, you know, five updates behind. Well, we'll have to check the tape. But yeah, there was a software update for the phone. And so I think it was Thursday night. I, I went ahead. I got that update. And then for like Friday while I was at work, I went and checked just to see how screwed we were. <laughs> and uh, it ended up, I had access to the tickets. I immediately, as soon as I had access to the tickets on the phone, I moved them to my Apple wallet. Yes. I'm like, I'm not dealing with this app anymore. Yes, that's exactly what I do. Yeah, so what a mess. But yes, I got I got access to the tickets. Man, I Friday is one of the longest days of my life. So yeah, so you go to work. So I wake up, and I, I'm, I'm going to do all the times in pacific time because that's where right. the day ends so i wake up at 4 30 i go to work i do you know pretty much everything that i'm supposed to get done in the eight hours i cram mm -hmm. into like three and a half mm -hmm. and then i go to the airport i get on the plane two and a half hour flight buddy picks me up in phoenix we go to his place we then drive down so like it takes like an hour to get to his place and then he's got to pack yeah and then it takes like an hour to get to his buddy's place and then we start driving to california okay. and so at this point it's i mean we start the drive at like 6 30 p.m yes to, to to go out to california after picking everybody up yeah after having well that's the thing we didn't have everyone but after picking everybody that was in phoenix up yes and so we start going you know we're going west on 10 and uh there's there's someone else who lives in lake havasu city which is like two hours north of 10 on okay. the california border but he got dropped off in blythe which is like right off of i right off of i-10 okay so he wasn't completely out of the way yeah so he got brought down to us if we had to pick him up i would not have slept that night i'll get to it <laughs> so so, you know, he just gets dropped off basically where we're stopping for dinner. And at this point, it's almost 10 p.m. And we have 
three and a half, four hours to go. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I don't know if you guys suffer. I don't know if you suffer from restless leg syndrome. I can. I got it bad. I like the worst I've ever had it. Like your leg starts to feel numb with or about two hours left in the drive. I could not sit still. Mm-hmm. I couldn't sit still. I, I'm talking like five seconds and I was shifting positions for <laughs> two hours. It was brutal. Just nonstop. We make pretty good time. Might have uh, flirted with some traffic laws. But the point is we <laughs> get to the hotel at like 1.40 in the morning, right? It's not the worst. We check in. Oh, it, it gets worse. Hang Uh-oh. on. We check in. We go to the room. You know, there's only two beds. There's four of us. I'm like, I'll just sleep on the floor, whatever. You know, give me a pillow. So I throw a pillow on the floor. I just, I fall asleep, right? Oh, yeah. I wake up the time that my alarm would go off, which is 4.37 Pacific time. Mm-hmm. So I go to bed at 2. I wake up at 4.37 again. But you don't need to be up that early. Nope. <laughs> I had three more hours I could have slept. Couldn't get back to sleep. Oh, so I spent more time awake in a hotel room with people sleeping than I did sleeping by my, you know, sleeping in the hotel room myself. Wait, did your alarm go oh, off? Brutal. No, no. Just your internal alarm. Yes. I woke up when my body normally wakes up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was the worst. Ooh, so two two hours, two and a half hours of three sleep? Three hours early. Yeah, I, I could have had almost six. I ended up getting less than three. That's rough. <laughs> so, yeah. But the rest of the weekend was phenomenal. But, oh, Friday was brutal. Yeah, and I'm sure Saturday was kind of long at some point, running on no sleep. Yeah, I mean, Saturday was just so much fun, though, because you're experiencing everything for the first time. Yeah. Right? Like, you know, we had complimentary breakfast. We caught a lift over to SoFi. That's where the event was. It was in the YouTube theater, which is in the same pavilion as SoFi. Mm -hmm. It was like, we looked to our left, where the Super Bowl was just played. We looked to our right, where we're walking in. Um, Like... It basically where Texas Live is compared to the new ballpark. Like, that's... Yeah. And so, you know, we go into the venue, and I did not know that 5,000 people could be that loud. It was insane. Like, the energy that the teams on stage had, the energy that the broadcast team had, the energy that mm-hmm. the crowd brought. I mean, it was the first event for Rocket League that had fans since 2019. So, were all of you on, like, one sideline? So... It was it was an auditorium. So oh, it, it, yeah, inside SoFi. No, 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 no. It, oh, it's, it's called next, the YouTube Theater. Okay, it's it's, next its own to venue. SoFi. Yeah, okay. yeah, gotcha. yeah. I mean, it would be a great place to see like stand up or yeah. like a, a small concert, right? Yeah, it's that kind of venue, and it was phenomenal, absolutely phenomenal. But yeah, you know, we're all seated in front of it. Right now, the World Championship is going to be. They actually made the announcement. On Sunday, the World Championship is going to be in Fort Worth. Oh, nice! In August, and so I'm I'm absolutely going to that. Oh yeah, but uh, and that that's at Dickey's Arena. Yeah, that's that's the popular place to be right now. Yeah, for all events, and so they'll probably have it set up concert style because I think that's what seats the most. But mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, anyway, Saturday is phenomenal. Experiencing everything for the first time. Sunday's phenomenal, but had to cut out because the gameplay was so good because the tournament itself ended up being so competitive 
it went like an extra hour and a half from what it was supposed to. Mm-hmm. So like we saw basically the final play happen, which was uh, G2 Esports won four to one over Team Queso. Yes, Team Queso, you heard that right. <laughs> and uh, like we couldn't even stick around for the for the like they were putting medals on, you know, kind of like X Games style. Like you yeah, we couldn't even stick around because podium. I have a flight to catch to get back because I was trying to make it back for Monday, right? Right. It's like got to work Monday. And you lose. And it was the hours. it was the last flight that would have gotten me here before 9 a.m. Monday morning. Whew. So I was like, all right, I got I like we got to make it. Yeah. So like we left the venue basically screamed at a couple of people on the way out. <laughs> um and drove straight to the airport where I, you know, went through security got on the plane came back went to bed woke up right back to work Oof. It, and like it was it was pretty and so i got home at almost two in the morning on that uh on sun sunday monday right but not nearly as brutal as friday was friday to saturday that was that was the only thing that got me through saturday was the excitement of experiencing something for the first time yeah that like you'll never, you know, like I broke my my esports bubble, right? <laughs> uh, like you never have another first in that. Yep. And uh, it was it was so much fun. I'm sure, Saturday it was night so much y'all fun. just like crash. Oh yeah, I think we we like we went to Chili's for dinner or something like that, and we ordered like two desserts and we were just like sharing everything and we feasted and then yeah we got to the hotel room and I I do not remember ever spending any time in the hotel room. Because if I was in there, I was sleeping. Yeah. Or we were out doing something. Yep. We did make a questionable decision. Uh Uh-oh. On Saturday, we left the venue and we decided not to take a ride. So we walked like three miles through Inglewood, Los Angeles, you know, that area. And (laughs) is that that where the homeless population is? Did you walk through that? I mean, we saw some, yeah. Because there's there's like a stretch of road somewhere in there where there's just tents. Yeah. So tents. that wasn't that okay. wasn't where we were specifically. Okay. But uh, it is kind of crazy, particularly in in any urban environment, I guess. But you know, you go from SoFi and that entire complex, which is just so new and so beautiful, mm-hmm. and then like you're literally walking back to the hotel, and it's like I'm pretty sure I see bloodstains down that alleyway. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, L A is pretty bad about yeah, that. It's just it's it's nuts the dichotomy so quickly on foot, right? Yeah. And like you know, since we were excited to get to the venue and we were in a car, you know, in a lift on the way there, you don't really see all of that. But man, like the city experience is different on foot. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if I've ever actually like done it before, but yeah, that was yeah questionable decision. We decided that we were not walking again. You know, thankfully, there's four of us, right. and I'm kind of built like a linebacker, so it's, you know, it's not like... Yeah, you're not walking alone. No, but yeah, and that it was, was... probably the middle of the day. And it was, uh, it was evening. The sun was going to set in like an hour, so it was probably like 6, 15. Yeah. Because um, we were walking straight at the sun. Like, we couldn't see more than like 100 feet in front of us. It was insane how bright it was. But yeah, it was a phenomenal trip. 10 out of 10... Would absolutely do it again. I just wouldn't walk back to the hotel from the venue on Saturday. Did Team Queso win? No, Team Queso lost. Oh. Yeah, they made an incredible lower bracket run, though. 
It's a double elimination style tournament, and they were in the lower bracket early on. Yeah, and had to run through it. And they won six consecutive matches to Ooh. make it to the final and force what's called the bracket reset because the winner's bracket team hadn't lost yet. Yeah. And so they beat them once, but they didn't beat them twice. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Team Queso, come on. And they made a play, particularly the player named Rise, made a play that was so unexpected. Uh, this was in the semifinal. They were facing Space Station Gaming. And Space Station had a perfect bump play dunk type goal. Mm-hmm. And they get the dunk and the bump. And the entire crowd just goes nuts like they're going to score. And this dude just sweeps in out of nowhere and just like takes it off the goal line and makes the save. Yeah, from the I'm wall. talking like all 5,000 people and five of the six players on the field <laughs> thought that ball was going in. And this dude, Rise, just like sneaks in on the goal line and clears it. It was insane. It was absolutely insane. Came in off the wall, man. Yeah. Out of nowhere. It is. It's definitely, it's it's a lot different. Even though you're there and because it's an eSport, like you're still watching it on a screen. Yeah. Like it's still like, it has that feel and that draw of a live sporting event. Right. Like it really does. And it was, it was, it was so crazy. I, I don't even have the adjectives really to, to describe what it felt like. And... <laughs> This is how I know I'm getting old, right? <laughs> so, like, you know, all these guys, like, the oldest person competing at the event is 23. All right. And so, like, most, almost everyone is a teenager. And there are, like, there are some of them, like, two of the guys that were on Team Queso that ended up losing are 15 years old. Right. Right. That, and, there's the this, prime. and there's this one guy on Space Station who is 15 but I need to I need to see a birth certificate. He looks like he's eleven. Oh, dude, it's bad. He's like, but he's also like four seven. Is there an age limit? Yeah, you have to be fifteen. Oh, okay. Like that's, yeah. Can't be a ten year old prodigy. But dude, I mean, you can, but you just can't compete in RLCS. Yeah. But oh, uh, like this kid, his name he go his name's Daniel, and that's what he goes by as he plays. Mm-hmm. But I mean, he he looks like what Justin Bieber looked like when he was posting <laughs> YouTube videos before he was famous. Like, like it is, it's insane. And you see this guy, he walks out, his teammates are like five, six and five, eight. Yeah. And he is a full head and shoulders shorter than them. Oh my God. And he's just this baby faced assassin, dude. He's insane. Yeah. Do they have like cameras on all the guys on yes. the screen? Yeah. So, okay. so the way that their setup works is that the teams are sitting kind of adjacent to each other, but on opposite sides of the stage, and they're both facing the crowd. And so they have the screen, and if they're if they're looking past the screen, they're literally looking at the crowd. Yeah. And they have a camera set up, like, above the screen. I think it was on the right, and it's looking down at them. Right. And so sometimes it's funny because you'll see them, like, really, like, get their face super close to the screen, almost as if they're trying to block out that the, that the fans are there. Yeah. And they have these these headphones that they wear, which are they're kind of noise canceling, but like, there's no way that they didn't hear what was going on. Yeah, it would cancel in anything in the house. Exactly, with five thousand people there. <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah, that was insane. And I mean, the the summer one that's happening taking place in August, hoping that they have just as many people as possible at that one, twelve thousand to fourteen thousand people. But yeah, it's insane, man. I I enjoyed it very much. I can't wait cannot wait for august i might just hibernate for the next few months yeah are they expecting like the same team same type of team so interestingly the the la major the sweden major before that and the london major after it um you have 
qualification based on how their regions do at those tournaments, mm. those regions earn more or less qualification spots for the world championship. Okay. And so you might see some of the same teams, but like North America has performed the best so far across the two majors that we've had. And so they have seven qualifying spots. Europe has six, and I think there's no other region with more than two right now. Um, but yeah, it's a lot of the same teams, probably. But the team, uh, two of the top three, Team Queso and Space Station, neither of them qualified for the Sweden major. And they mm. finished both in the top three at this one. And so, like, you never know. You never know who's going to be there. But it will be probably... They'll probably get there somehow. I would imagine that those two would both be there. Okay. Yeah. And probably Space Station as well. Jeez. I mean, there, there's like probably seven or eight gimmies. You know, like they like these are the best teams in the yeah. world. They already have a lot of qualifying points. All right, I'm all in on Team Queso. I mean, they do have a fun name. There are these do dudes... they have like cool shirts? Like that like cheese shirts or something well there were people behind us about five rows behind us that were like it looked like they were packers fans cheese heads yes yeah, <laughs> they had like the full yellow body paint wearing the cheese heads and that's awesome yeah it was it was insane man i want to be a cheese head team queso all right i'm going in august team queso if team queso is there i'm in so that was the rocket league championship series winter major winter in la but you you had a very different experience. sporting experience. But also qualification, if you will, as we were talking about qualifications. Mm -hmm. So, yes, you flew west. I did. I said, you know what? Let's even this out. I'll fly east. We need balance in there. Yes. We're going to be in the central time zone together all the time. Well, now we need to balance it out. So you go west. I'll go east. Go to Orlando. Fly on Thursday. It was storming in Orlando. It mm -hmm. was like the worst landing of a plane ever yikes super turbulent bouncy yes it was like it wasn't even really bouncy it was more like you were in like one of those simulators those roller coaster simulators and it's just jerking you back and forth yeah oh, it was the worst and I, I don't do great with motion sickness so i held it down i, I made it i mean they do have those bags in the in the oh back i seat. i was very aware okay i was very aware of that <laughs> I was I was this close to needing it. So did you travel alone? Yeah, I went you by met my, up with people there. Yeah, met up with uh, Andy. So okay. I, yeah, we each flew out separately. So I got there first. So I get to the hotel, whatever. I go up. I take like a three hour nap because I didn't really sleep the night before at all. Slash morning because I basically left work and went straight to the airport. Yeah. So then nap. He gets there. Then the one thing I hate about the East Coast, everything starts so late yes everything so we go we go eat we go to like a sports bar because the men's national team was playing mexico mm -hmm. which didn't start till 10 o'clock locally and you had the uh men's sweet 16 going on so yeah. we, we basically caught all of that until about midnight and then we went back and just called it a night i was exhausted i bet uh yeah I, I was that like a 30 hour day Almost with like a little nap in between. Yeah. Yeah. So we did that. So Friday, we didn't really do much Friday. We went and checked out this, uh, they had a like grilled cheese, like hole in the wall restaurant in downtown hmm. and they specialize in grilled cheese. I think it was called like grilled cheeses. <laughs> Speaking of cheese, team queso. 
Um, grilled cheeses. Yeah, so they have like a bunch of different grilled cheeses with cheeses, whatever, all of them. And then you can put like meats and stuff in there, bacon, ham, whatever. It was pretty good. They did like a, their their bread almost looked like waffles. Hmm. So but I, how much did it cost? Because that is something I left out of my story. The che- the grilled cheese? No, no, a sandwich at the YouTube theater cost $30. Oh my God goodness no the grilled cheese was like normal it was like nine bucks or something three zero at the arena or at the venue yeah 30 yep for a sandwich yep it wasn't even that bad at a stadium like an actual sporting event you know it's always overpriced 30 dollars was it a massive was it like a was it like a boomstick? I don't think anyone <laughs> bought one. Is the dude? It's a thirty dollars sandwich. You're not gonna buy a thirty dollars sandwich. The cheapest sandwich. thing on the menu? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> the cheapest thing on the menu was a basket of like plain fries for like five bucks. Oh my! God. So I saw, dude. I saw hundreds of those. Yes. Because it's like, I mean, dude, I fronted like. 1300 bucks to make that trip yeah i'm not looking to spend 30 bucks on a sandwich just like a normal sandwich anyway sorry back to okay back to the story so friday we ended up just watching some more uh ncaa that night saturday though we went out to eat and then we went it was probably further south like i don't even know if it was technically orlando but we went to this place and we were looking at stuff to do and we agreed that we should go to gatorland and the first thing I thought of when we were booking this was this is the Tiger King of Gators. <laughs> it had that feel just by looking on their website. Yeah. And like you had to like print out your tickets, which was very odd to me. I'm like, this is so Tiger King. <laughs> this has got to be Tiger. Who doesn't have scanners? I'm like, this is this is Gator King to a T. We went there. It was a step below tiger king it actually mm. it looked more legit than maybe like a tiger king zoo mm. like theirs was actually like an actual place and you know going whatever and they didn't have anywhere where you could pet like a baby alligator but they did have a show where before and after the show you could pay like five bucks and get a picture sitting on top of an alligator did you do that i did not no i would not have they like taped the mouth yeah they have like the handler right there but he'll let go and you're just sitting there on top of the gator, and somebody's taking the photo. What's it going to do, like, buck you? <laughs> I don't know, maybe. I mean, it's like six or seven feet long. It's it wasn't just, like a tiny gator. It's just a rodeo. All yeah. of a sudden, you just get, you're out the gate. Right. <laughs> Let's see how long, how quickly you could snap that photo. That's there, exactly what I wanted to have, and I was like, it's going to be like gator riding. It just takes <laughs> off, dude. But yeah, I mean, it wasn't like a tiny gator, but I was like, this is kind of tiger king-esque but they had so many different exhibits with just gators small gators medium gators big gators crocodiles they even had a couple like random exhibits of like bobcats and stuff gator world gator land gator land sorry they were very uh is gator world in california probably (laughs) they were very adamant that they weren't disney related they like to make that joke a lot Mm. that like they could do whatever they wanted because they're not disney and i got a very tiger king feel from that um but yeah it was cool seeing all these gators up close and Mm -hmm. seeing a couple shows just quick shows and some random something i wish i wish that that we had taken an extra day to just kind of like be in LA. Yeah, just go do something. God. It was such a blitz of a trip, man. Yeah, so we did that. That was fun. 
and we did it in probably a couple hours. It was actually a much bigger park than I thought it would be, but we kind of went through it and did it, and it was cool. Some big gators there, because you know it's Florida. By the way, when we when I landed and I was driving to the hotel, the only thing I noticed the whole way was palm trees. That's it. It's all I know. Everywhere. I'm like, oh, there's a palm tree. Oh, hey, there's another one two feet from that one. Oh, hey, there's another one a foot from that one. And somebody, or all the all the teams in Orlando missed an opportunity to be called the palm trees. Somebody should have a mascot called the palm trees. And it annoys me that nobody's not. Did you meet any Florida men? Florida men. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that means. Have but you no. heard it? You've heard of Florida men. Oh, right? oh, oh, no. We did not encounter like a weird story like that. Mm. Or no. any weird people that gave you those vibes? No. No, the closest thing was Gatorland mm. and the crazy people that worked there. That just seemed to be overly exuberant about gators. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess they're in the right profession. Yeah, they are. Yeah, that place was weird, but cool at the same time. I don't know. It was, it was weird. Um, so then we did that. That night, we go to the Magic Kings game. Yep. Went to you the said NBA you were going to see a Kings game again. Nice stadium. Amway. Yeah. Very nice. It's like 10 years old. It's... uh. I've seen a couple of these. Uh, Denver, the Ball Arena, the former Pepsi Center, is kind of the same. Where you go in, and unlike the American Airlines Center, where you're already on like the the lower level, you just walk straight and you can get to your seat. Yeah, you actually have to go up an el- or a escalator. And wait, it's so like the whole stadium's elevated. Sort of to get to your seats. Yeah, you have to go up at least one set of escalators to get huh. to what is the the top of the bottom deck. Yeah, the one hundred level seats. Yeah. Yeah, it's the same in Denver, too. And so when I saw that, I was like, oh, okay, it's weird, but I've seen something like this. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that was different. Uh, but, yeah, it's a nice arena, and it's real dark up top. All the lights are centered, like, right on the court. Uh, I did get a chuckle at their banners. <laughs> I was like, it's a light banner banner in here. <laughs> There's, like, two. Yeah, it's the finals magic. appearance. Yeah, a couple of them, and, yeah. Poor Orlando, and then they blew an eight-point lead in the final minute. <laughs> oh, in the in the last minute? Yes, it was like a minute and change, and they blew an eight-point lead and went to overtime. <laughs> did they lose? Oh yeah, <laughs> and the Kings didn't have Sabonis or De'Aaron Fox, and the Magic were missing Jalen Suggs and like maybe some other role player that I didn't know. Mm. But yeah, eight-point game. It was like everything went perfectly right for the Kings, like. They had two free throws, made the first, and then the best part was they missed the second free throw, which kept them in the game because they got the rebound, kicked it out for three, and uh, DiVincenzo made it. That's four points the hard way. Cuts it in half to four. I don't remember what happened on the next possession, but the Magic get it back, shoot it, miss, get another offensive rebound, lay that one in for two with 20 seconds left, and then Cole Anthony... Is dribbling the ball in the back court with about 15 seconds left, and Davion Mitchell steals it, lays it in for the tie. <laughs> wow! And they go to overtime, and then the the Magic had a three point lead, and then the next two possessions for the Kings were corner threes from the same spot. Yikes! And won the game. <laughs> yeah, so that was, that was a, it. Was a good game. How not to close a game? Yeah, it was a good game though. About as good of a game as we could have hoped for between two terrible teams. Which the Magic are now tied for the worst record in the league. Are the Kings in the play-in? No, they're the next team to get eliminated. Behind the Lakers? 
Uh, behind the Lakers and the Trailblazers, mm. barely. But yeah, they'll be eliminated any day now. But yeah, so it was a good game, and I like the arena. It's a good arena. All of it's kind of in downtown. So the next day was the big day. Sunday yes. was the main event. Yes. And so we we go downtown. We go to like a bar. We catch some of the uh, college basketball games before we head down to the soccer game, which was at seven locally. So we probably went down, down two or three, two or three o'clock. Went down there for a little bit. Then we walked to the stadium. We get to the stadium and we're, we're kind of just walking around and we get to our seats and we're in the second row. <laughs> like I didn't really look at my ticket that closely yeah. until we got there and it said row B. And I'm like, well, if I was designing a stadium, I would probably put row B second. <laughs> That's crazy. And so we were right in the corner. It's not like it counted numbers and then letters. Right, yeah. I was like, wow, this is going to be great. And so we were right in the corner where the uh, the tunnel was, where both oh, teams wow. walked out of. And so yeah. everybody, you know, flocks there. And the guys come out for warm-ups, and they go back in. And they come back out, and then they walk out in their lines, you know, like they do for pregame. Mm-hmm. It was so cool. And then even the guys, the subs would warm up down there right in front of us. I sh- I regret a hundred percent not saying something to Kellen Acosta. Yeah, because he was like twenty feet in front of me. Yeah, and he's from Plano, and I I should have said something, but I didn't really want to mess with him. Just yell were... Plano game. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> I should have been like Plano, Texas, Kellen. Represent. Yeah, 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 yeah. He probably would have come over and been like, Yeah, dude, let's go. But he came in in the second half, so I didn't really want to mess with him. But yeah, it was a it was. Awesome game. They Dominating s- performance. They score four goals in the first half. Yeah. Unfortunately, it wasn't on our end because we were dead even with the goal line. Yeah. So, like, if there was a close call, we were going to know. If that ball was crossing the line, we were going to know. <laughs> we were the uh, goal line technology for the game. <laughs> <laughs> and so, yeah, they score four goals. And I'm thinking, okay, you know, this is probably going to go to the second half and we'll see some action down here as we win the game. Yeah. Sure enough, they score four on the other end. Game's over at half. And we're just like, we can't believe that we're up 4 nothing. Because I'm trying to think, man, when was the last time we just dominated a game like this? Especially at this stage. The national team? Yeah, at this stage of the qualifying. I feel like the women do it all the time. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. Because I'm like, when was the last time we scored five goals in a World Cup qualifier? No idea. I couldn't find it anywhere, so it must have happened before. But, yeah, we score. Pulisic gets the hat trick, like, right in front of us. It was super awesome. Yeah, it was a great that game. That was a pretty sick goal too yes and we, we couldn't really tell from our angle that he like chipped it to himself kind of yeah and then put it home but, oh man it was so cool so cool 5-1 win right in front of us Twenty-two thousand people there they got a nice little soccer stadium it's like fc dallas stadium but with a second deck mm, okay so they actually have an upper level because when i was watching the the video like the recap video I was thinking oh, that kind of looks a lot like FC Dallas Stadium. Yeah, because it even has intimate. like those overhangs. Yeah, it's, it's like, very intimate. Yeah, yeah. Behind the even behind, I guess the goal that we were at there was a second level. Hmm. So yeah, it, it. I don't know how much FC Dallas seats. Fourteen, fifteen thousand. I'm not sure. They lose some because of the Hall of Fame. That's true. They don't really have seating on the other side either because that's the concert side. And so like, I actually don't know how much it seats. Oh, this says twenty thousand. So that's more than I thought. I thought well, the the sections are kind of deep. Yeah, I guess so. And maybe it's counting standing room as well. 
But the Orlando one, they seed, I think, 24, 26,000, something like that. Okay. Yeah, we had 22,000 there. It was awesome. Everybody was just going nuts. Yeah. The first goal was a review. They had a VAR review on a penalty. So we couldn't – I saw somebody go down, and then the play went on. Then they were like, okay, let's go to a VAR, and then you can't really tell what's going on. You don't get a, a replay or anything. So I'm, like, searching my phone, like, okay, let me see what's going on here. And they award the penalty. And our, uh, the men's team called up two FC Dallas players for this trio of games. Yeah. They didn't play on Thursday against Mexico, which they drew. They started on Sunday. They both scored. Jesus Ferreira scored a hat trick at the FC Dallas game I went to just a couple weeks ago. Yeah, against Portland. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, he's getting going. And, and was it, it Ariola was the other one? Yep. Yeah. And Ariola had the assist on Ferreira's. Yep. And so I'm like, well, I'm here. I'm from Dallas. They play for Dallas. They're in the lineup. Of course they're going to show up. <laughs> of course. What a dominating performance. Oh, it was great. And then that basically clinched their spot into the, the World Cup. Basically? Basically. They play in a couple hours as long as they don't lose by six. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. If they lose by six, they're in trouble. They're in trouble. They They've at least clinched a spot in the playoff against New Zealand. Okay. And the winner of that game will go to the World Cup. Yeah. So, worst case scenario, they play New Zealand for a chance to go to the World Cup. Best case scenario, they don't lose by six, and they go to the World Cup. <laughs> don't lose by six. So, we'll know in a couple hours. They just hours. get Brazil'd? Yes. Oh, to Costa Rica. Like Yikes. They have a 10-goal differential right now. like a, Plus 10. Yeah, plus 10. But it's against Costa Rica, who they play. Costa Rica's plus four. Uh, they're like plus or no, it's ten difference. So it's oh like yeah, 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 yeah. They're plus thirteen, and Costa Rica's three. Gotcha. So, and then with goal score being the second tiebreaker or something, like Costa Rica has to win by six, basically okay. six nil. Yikes! And if that happens, if that happens, that will be a darker day than them failing to qualify last time. Yes, even though they have a second chance against New Zealand. Yeah. But yeah, oh, so cool. so they're in. They're they're in, and it was cool that we got to basically see them get in. Now the other thing that stood out: the game ends, all the players coming off the field. Pulisic's doing like five interviews because he had his first hat trick. Mm-hmm. He's the last guy to come off for the U.S. He comes off. The entire Panama team is still out at midfield, huddled. They had a long meeting at midfield after the game. Just the whole team, all the coaches, they start to trickle off slowly, like one by one, and they're just all in tears. Even the coaches. Wow. I've never seen a coach in tears. On the field? From a yeah, from any sporting team ever. And their but their World Cup hopes ended with that yeah, loss. Yeah. And they were just so distraught. And to lose that way. So what made it worse for Panama was that going into Thursday, the Thursday night games, they were in fourth. They were in the playoff spot with the chance to catch the United States or Mexico. Mm-hmm. They tie Honduras, who was the worst team in that's like That's like the U.S. tying Trinidad and Tobago to miss out on the World Cup. Well, they lost to Trinidad all, okay, altogether. Well, that's, never, <laughs> never mind. They lost two to one. <laughs> but yes... So they lose. They basically lost two points in that game. 
by time. Yeah, yeah. It was massive. Well, Costa Rica, I think, beat Canada in the in one of the other matchups, and Canada hadn't even lost. Mm. And Costa Rica was in fifth trying to catch Panama. So you had a complete reversal of two outcomes. They leapfrogged. Yes, on two outcomes that shouldn't have gone that way. They both should have Canada should have won. Yes. And, yeah. and Panama should have won. And so they would have been right there with the U.S. going to the U.S. for a huge game. And at worst, their last game could have meant something against Canada. But so they that happens, and you go and lose 5-1. All of a sudden, you're out. You're done. You go from fourth, looking good, having a chance, to three days later, you're done. Your last game doesn't matter. That's brutal. It was it was very interesting to see them walking off the field. I was like, man, like it means so much to them. Yeah. And their family members are by the by the uh tunnel. You know, you see some of them hugging. God, I'll I'll never forget the assistant coach. He was he had to take off his glasses because he was just wiping his face. Wow. It was insane. But yeah, they had like a twenty minute huddle at midfield, probably just having a heart to heart. Yeah. That their run is over. And it sucks, but that's just sports, especially on that level, right? Yeah, like you're talking about. You're trying to qualify for the World Cup for your country. United States failed to do that last yeah. time, so all the pride that goes into it for those countries, especially those smaller countries. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like like a Panama or an Iceland. Yeah, RIP Iceland. But RIP. yeah, overall good experience. Love going to the World Cup qualifier. Yeah. Then four years, we get to go to a World Cup when they come back. So now we've already qualified for two in a row. <clears throat> With that win, we qualify for two in a row, just like that. Because we're hosting? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Done. Do you think that there's going to be any World Cup matches at Toyota Stadium? No, no. They've they've submitted a finalist list years ago or maybe year, yeah, probably years ago. In terms of what venues they'd use? Yes, for all games. And there are two Dallas locations. Cotton Bowl, AT&T Stadium. Not surprising. So there will be games here. It's just a matter of what games. Yeah, they're going to be at much bigger stadiums. Yeah, who plays. Yeah, fair enough. And you have to have X amount of seats to host like a semifinal or a final or the opener. And I bet AT&T Stadium gets something like that. Mm. They probably get a semifinal, I bet. Especially now with COVID, but even though it's four years, but mm-hmm. they're supposed to like put that in writing and stone. I think in the next month or so on what venues are going to use. Wow! So yeah, we will get crazy, man. Yep. Well, we got the Rocket League World Championship here in August, so this is just oh, this is just a place to be. Yeah, it is. It's the hub of sports. I was going to say the sports mecca of the United States. I mean, the the MLB bubble was here. Uh huh. Like this is where you go. Mm-hmm. This is where you do all the things. They played the NLCS and the World Series, yeah. all games. You should. They should just have the whole World Cup in Dallas. The whole thing. I'm ready for Corey Seager to be the all-time home run king of this ballpark. <laughs> I think he already is. He, he was, and then Gallo passed him. It'll take him like a month. And then Adolis passed him. It'll take him a month to pass that. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, good uh, East Coast, West Coast trips. Mm-hmm. We could not have really been farther apart there for no, a while. not really. We're just covering all the ground because, you know what, somebody has to. I'm convinced that cold weather just follows me. Really? Yes. Was it cold? So, so it was beautiful, like in the 80s here yeah. last weekend. It even hit 90 on It was like one day. barely 60 in LA, and we had that cold ocean breeze the whole time. Mm. It felt like it was 50 the whole time we were there. I come back today, cold front. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, ours was 
pretty good, I will say. It was like 75 to 80 and sunny. Yeah. After Thursday, it was just perfect. Oh, it was so good. Just walked around everywhere. You just got the breeze in your in your face. Mm-hmm. Just walking from stadium to stadium, seeing all the gators. You're like, hey, gator. <laughs> and they're like, to them, it's kind of cold. And I'm like, I don't care. Yeah, it was fun. Can't wait to go back. So how did you get back here? What was that travel like? Oh, that was fine. Just woke. I had no rush on Monday. Yeah. No rush. Had like a mid-afternoon flight. Just hung out at the airport. Yeah. If I had to do it all over again, I probably would have taken Monday. Oh, yeah. There was no way I was even going to think about going to work Monday night. <laughs> even if even if I flew in early, but I didn't want to wake up early. So, because the game ended at like nine. So mm-hmm. then got all, you know, you got to celebrate. You got to celebrate going to the World Cup unofficially. Officially. Unofficially. Yeah. Virtually officially. I mean, there's no way that goal we gave up in the 86th minute will come back to haunt us. There's no way. By the same dude that gave us two goals? Was it? I, yeah. I didn't even know who scored. <laughs> it was the same dude that committed the penalty. Oh, good. On Pul- uh, Who was it? Pulisic scored both kicks. Yeah. That. One of them resulted in a yellow card, I remember. The second one did. Mm. But yeah, Pulisic, man. Just a stud. Just a stud. We're going all the way. We might win the World Cup. You never know. Would be nice. We might, dude. If that ever happens, that will be the greatest upset maybe ever. If in the, the US history wins of sports. a World Cup, yeah. a men's World Cup. Yeah. That would that might out uh, Miracle be, on Ice. It would be really close. Miracle on Ice. It would be really close. College players versus actual professionals. Well, it's just because the Soviet team was so good. Now the other teams, eh, okay. Probably not as steep of a hill to climb, but that one team was. Now, for the U.S. men's to go in and win the World Cup, they would have to climb many hills of teams that are way better than them. Yeah, <laughs> and it would I mean, be fair. It would be remarkable. But it, we saw Leicester City do it. I know, just thirty-eight game season, and they pulled it off. Imagine if we had to go through like in order of like England. Belgium and then like France to win the World Cup or something. I mean, that's pretty much what you'd have to do. Yeah, like anyone that wins the World Cup right. has to face three teams. The, that the odds of that happening are very small. Yeah, which might make it better than the '80s men's hockey team. But whatever, we'll see. We'll see in November. We've got the weird Qatar World Cup fiasco, mm. bribery scandal. Woo. So yay FIFA. Yeah. FIFA. All right. Let's move on to our beloved Mavericks. Beloved cruising dude. They're unstoppable. Surging. They might be better than the USA men's national team. I mean, I would <laughs> consider the Mavericks to have a legitimate chance at a championship. Yes. And I don't consider the US men's national team to have a legitimate chance at a championship. No, that's fair. That is fair. But yeah, dude, the Mavs are unstoppable right now. They currently sit fourth. Remember when we were just like fifth or sixth, and we're like, eh, who are we going to play? Where are we going to go? I mean, I remember when they were like eight and 12 at the start of the season, and I was like, okay, blow it all up. Yep. Everyone but Luka, out yep. the door. It was it was a rough go there at the beginning. Kid, you know, getting his stuff in there with the team. Mm-hmm. Now they're sitting in fourth. Two games up on the Jazz and Nuggets, who are now tied 
and you're only one game back of the Golden State Curryless Warriors for third. For third, one game. Now here's this for the Warriors and their remaining schedule: Phoenix, Utah, Sacramento, Los Angeles, San Antonio, New Orleans. But the Lakers and the Spurs and the Pelicans mm-hmm. are all in the play-in race. Yes. In fact, I think it's the Spurs and the Pelicans are currently in the ninth and 10th spots, and the Lakers are just like half game or one game back. Uh, tied. 11th. Tied with They're Spurs. Tied. Yeah. But are in 11th. But it's like those are three teams that if you face them three months ago, yeah. you're not really too concerned. But like those are teams that their lives are on the line right now. Yes. So the the there's only one game really. Yep. That you look at for the Warriors, and you're like, "All right, we have one game that we can chalk up as a win. The other five, yeah, could all be dogfights. Yeah, and they're at San Antonio, at New Orleans on a back to back. Oh, that is year. that is brutal. So, with with those three teams, those last three teams are all within a game of each other. Wow, of ninth through eleven. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they got it. They got it. You know, made out for them at the end of the year. Now the Mavs. Go on a heavy East Coast trip, oddly, starting tonight at Cleveland, then at Washington. Uh, the Porzingis. And it's April Fool's Day. Oh, my goodness. Which means he's actually going to play. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they go there, then they go at Milwaukee, tough game, mm-hmm. at Detroit, then they come home versus Portland versus San Antonio. And if they need that San Antonio game, that would also be San Antonio on a back-to-back, having played the Warriors the night before. Interesting. So, I mean, it could come down to that San Antonio game for the three seed. Yeah, that, those final two days because you have the Spurs playing both teams. Yep. So, be very interesting to see how it comes down to see the... See how Popovich plays spoiler. Yeah. What's also funny is we've been talking about Mavericks Jazz this whole time. It still could be Mavericks Jazz, but as a 3-6. I know. I know. <laughs> that is insane. They blew a huge lead last night to the Clippers. They were up 20-something late, maybe even going in the fourth. Clippers do what they do and have a fourth quarter comeback. I swear, they have the most fourth quarter comebacks of like 15-plus points ever, like in the last three years. Hmm. It's unbelievable how they do that. And it was Paul George's first game back. And yeah, they're sitting in eighth. So we'll see we'll see who the Mavericks match up with here. But yeah, they're playing good down the stretch and that Dinwiddie trade is is looking pretty good. Dinwiddie looks like he's taking his game to another level. He looks like twenty what year was it? Twenty eighteen? Twenty nineteen? Twenty nineteen maybe, yeah. When he was with the Nets. Yeah. And just lit it up for twenty twenty a night. Mm-hmm. He he looks like that guy, and then you mix in Brunson every once in a while. He'll get it going. And then, of course, Luca's been on an absolute tear. Pretty much since Dirk's jersey retirement. Since the all-star team starters were announced. Mm. And Andrew mm-hmm. Wiggins got in. Mm-hmm. And guess who has been terrible since that was announced? <laughs> Andrew Wiggins. <laughs> he has been so bad. And Luca's like, okay, I see you. I see mm-hmm. you, Andrew Wiggins. Here's this. How about a triple double in three quarters last night? Yeah, how about thirty one nine and nine over like three months? Yeah, he's been unbelievable, as Luca will be. What I like is that they have two heat check guys. Mm-hmm. You've got Bertans 
and you've got Bullock. Yes, right, and, dude. He has been so good, and that's the thing is you know that they're going to be streaky because three point shooting can be streaky. Yeah, but if either one of them or both of them get hot in a playoff series, that changes the tide of a series. And I think Bullock's that guy. Like he has been so good since the Hardaway injury. Yeah, because his role just elevated mm-hmm. and his game elevated with it. He has been shooting lights out. I think he made like five of eight last night from deep. Bertans made. Well, he had a game. He shot like six of ten. Yeah, it's like he's this been dude's getting ten shots from behind the arc. It's almost like I don't want anybody else shooting the ball. Yeah, like when I see him get the ball, I want him to shoot it almost yeah. more than Luca right now because he's so good. And then you throw in like Finney Smith, who's just been solid all year. Yep. And God. if Kleba can get healthy, God, Kleba is just—he has the yips right now. Yeah. It is so bad. I wish I had his stats pulled up because for like the last two months, it's just been. One for five, one for seven. Yep. Zero oh for four. I'm talking about like threes. Yeah. Like, and this is a dude who shot. He he shoots forty percent for his career. Yeah, I think he had the highest percentage last year on the team, if I remember right. I believe so. And oh, it's just been a struggle bus. But I think I think that one of the one of the places that we've really seen the Dinwiddie witty addition come to fruition is Jalen Brunson. Career three point catch and shoot is forty four percent, and now. There's always someone on the floor that he can play off of, yep. that he can get those catch and shoot opportunities. It's, it's, it's been nasty, man. It has been nasty. I mean, I remember back those first like 20 games when the Mavs were terrible, and we were looking at like, ooh, Frank Nilakina, he might have been a find. <laughs> he can't even get in the rotation now. Yeah, like that's how far the teams come. Yeah, they've they've really solidified that depth, and it's been awesome to watch. Mm-hmm. And. I mean, since what? I think the the new year. I do. I so badly want the Mavs to get the three seed, primarily for one reason. I want to see Grizzlies Mavs in the playoffs, and that second round matchup, Grizzlies Mavs, mm-hmm. might be the best playoff series that we could get in either conference this year. I think that's very underrated too. Of of the Mavs getting the three seed, is I would much rather play Memphis than Phoenix than Phoenix, and they've they've done well against Memphis this year. Like they've re- they've also done well against Golden State, oddly. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, they've really done well against Memphis. And I don't even know if Memphis is like a lock to beat Minnesota. I think Minnesota can give them a run for the money because they're so inexperienced. Somebody said the other day, Memphis has a younger team than I. Th- I think it was the Miami University team that was in the Elite Eight. Seriously. Yes. The Grizzlies team was younger than Miami's team because Miami had like three six-year seniors. Wow. <laughs> That's how young they are. I mean, they're exciting. I mean, yeah, like Dylan, they have Steven Adams who feels like he's been in the league for like 20 years. Yeah. He's like 26. He's like 88. No, he's, he's like 27 <laughs> years old, right? And like the old guy, the old guy in their rotation is Dylan Brooks, who's like 24. Right. It's insane. Yeah. Steven Adams is 28. Yeah, he's 28. He's probably the oldest guy on the team. Yeah. Yeah. So I'd, I'd much rather play Memphis in that second round. Then you don't have to play Golden State and Phoenix if you were to make it to the finals. You just got to play one yeah. at most. And so we'll see if they get Denver or Utah. I'd rather it be Denver. I hope they get Denver. Dude, a tale of two seasons, man. And maybe, you know, to bring up old talking points, maybe the turning point was Luka playing himself into shape. That and the trade. I mean, the, the the trade has... It's definitely, like, the talking point. 
because the you can you can you see the complexion of their play on the court, of that locker room, of like the energy that they bring on a nightly basis. Everything's changed. It's having since guys that available. Yes, every night. Now, I mean, Berton's missed a couple games. Like Dinwiddie's not playing tonight on the back to back, but other than that, they've been there every game. Yeah. And just having that where you don't have to play Sterling Brown for 12 minutes. Or Frank Nilekina. I Dude, I'm so anti-Sterling Brown. He's in he's in health and safety protocols right now, and it's like the best thing that ever happened to the Mavericks. Because he was only playing like five minutes a night, and it was the most noticeable five minutes of the game. <laughs> I'm like, this guy is so bad. He's such a waste of a roster spot. And it just drives me insane. So is it confirmed Hardaway's out? Just like out? Or is he coming um, back? I I haven't really read up on it, but the last time I remember seeing something, it was like he might be able to come back if they make it into the second or third round. I That's don't think rough. the first round's going to happen. And at, at that point, would he be an addition? Honestly, he'd probably come off the bench. But in but the, limited role. Well, and that's kind of what I'm I'm thinking is like when you have something that's going well enough for you yeah. to get that deep in the playoffs, you know, it's not like Hardaway is like a Jason Tatum level player, you know? Right. It's not like a, oh, you change your entire game plan because this guy's back. It's like, I don't even know how much he would play. You'd have to ride the hot hands. He'd probably take like, obviously you shrink your, your rotation down. It's like, like Sterling Brown's not going to play in the playoffs at all. If you play eight or nine, he probably takes Berton's minutes. Uh, maybe give a spell. I don't know. He would probably get a decent amount. I think he would get at least 10 to 12 minutes. And then if he's hot, you just ride him for a game or yeah. something because he has that capability. Well, because that would be the other part is like when you've missed that much time, you got to play yourself back into shape. In, well, up to playing speed. Rhythm. Yeah. Yeah. It, but hey, it's a good problem to have. <laughs> it is. You're adding another depth player to what has already been a pretty decent roster in this run. I mean, they're 47 and 29. Yeah. It's incredible. They might get to 20 games over 500. They're 13 and 2 against their divisional opponents. And they have one of the best, if not the best, defensive efficiency in the league, especially since January. Isn't that insane? I mean, I remember at the beginning of the year, you know, what's a good goal for this team? Top 10 defense, top 10 defense. And everyone's like, yeah, but like, is that realistic? Mm-hmm. And here they are, like they're bona fide top five defense. Yeah, they've been pretty, pretty good in all aspects of the defensive side. Field goal percentage, three-point field goal percentage, points the, per game. The one thing that this team does not have is elite rebounding. Yes, that's that could be their... their they, have elite, they have elite playmaking. They have guys that can be elite three-point shooters, yep. and they have elite team defense. Yep. They do not have elite elite rebounding. Yeah, their their size is lacking with because it's it's Kleba and it's it's Kleba and, and Powell. Powell, and they're both six yeah. ten, and neither of them are really inside players. Right. Even though Powell's offensive game would pretty much dictate that he's an inside player, it, it's weird. Yeah, their defensive rebounding needs to be on point. I mean, the best offensive rebounder on the team is Dorian Finney-Smith. Yes, I agree. And it, it like there is no close second, like he is the best offensive rebounder on the team. But you want him in the corner, yeah. Like you want him on the wing. You want him in the corner. You don't want him crashing that board, and it's because he's the guy you want to kick it out to after you get the board. Yeah, it's just yeah. And defensively, when you're so good defensively, there's missed shots all all the time. Yeah, you've got to bring those down. Yep, you can't give the team second opportunities, and that that would be their biggest 
downfall. Well, hopefully the Mavs get a second opportunity in the playoffs this year. Yeah, they need to win a series, man. It would be nice. It's been 11 years. Yeah, well, I mean, the last time they won a playoff series, it was a big one. <laughs> it was a very big one for the country. <laughs> yes. Not just for the city. Yes. <laughs> for the world. All the FIFA fans were going nuts over LeBron losing. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Go Mavericks. Get that three seed. They play. Who do they play tonight? Oh, at Cleveland. That's yeah, right. at Cleveland. You're saying it was the East Coast trip. Yeah. Cleveland, Washington, Milwaukee, Detroit. Winnable games there. Cleveland's good. Not great. But back-to-back, no Dinwiddie. So we'll see We'll see what goes down in Cleveland. Hopefully. Well, they got to they gotta play Dinwiddie in Washington against Porzingis. Yeah, so, like, they have to. Yeah. Got to. Got to rest him for that game. I hope that Porzingis goes off against the Mavs. <laughs> and then they still lose by 25. Exactly. <laughs> and then he can just be like, you know what? Yeah. Grass ain't always greener. Well, hey, and tonight is that Phoenix Warriors But it's game. not like he forced his way out. No, no, no. So, but... It was it was good. Everybody needed that, even if Washington doesn't realize it. Uh, but yeah, Phoenix Warriors tonight. So we'll know tomorrow if maybe the Mavs are tied, and I believe they have the tiebreaker over the Warriors because it had to head. So they could be in that three seat after tonight. So we'll see. All right, mentioned it earlier. We, me, in Orlando, you in Orlando, watched a lot of college basketball. Yeah, specifically Friday night. Because we had the Elite Eight of our beloved, actually Sweet 16, sorry, Sweet 16 of our beloved St. Peter's Peacocks. The Peacocks, baby. The 15 seed that could. And I said this all week leading up to that. They got to the Sweet 16. They were supposed to play Purdue or Texas. It didn't matter who. If there was ever a time a 15 seed was going to make the Elite Eight, it was this year. Because they had the matchup. Yeah. And it was Purdue, which was way better than Texas because I love hating on Purdue. Love it. Lost to UNT What's last year. What's wrong with the Boilermakers? They are a Sweet 16 and done team. Mm. They are almost guaranteed to make the Sweet 16. But they are guaranteed to lose it. And they did. And last year, they lost in the first round to the Mean Green. That's if you, right. If you recall. That's right. As a four seed. Well, this year, they have the biggest gift humanity can give them. Oh, yeah, they're facing a 15 seed. To go in to the, the Elite of, Eight. Yeah. You are basically guaranteed to have a trip or play a game to go to the Final Four. And they were so bad. <laughs> the game was pretty tight the entire way. And I was, I was willing to bet the house on the 13 points that St. Peter's was getting. Because I was like, there is no way. They're getting blown out. There's no way Purdue is covering that spread. I don't even think Purdue's going to win. I told Andy that, and Andy got like plus 575 on the money line. He put like a decent bet on St. Peter's. Yeah. Oh, it paid out, baby. I bet. It paid out at 575. <laughs> so we're, we're watching this real intently like, oh, my God, they're going to win. They're going to win. And it was National Peacock Day. Well, yeah, they, you can't lose no. on your mascot's day. They played on St. Patrick's Day. Mm. They played on National Peacock Day. They weren't going to lose to Purdue. Who's Purdue? I've never heard of Purdue. <laughs> You've never heard of them. <laughs> Even though you watched your alma mater beat them last exactly. year. Exactly. That's how much I forgot about it. I was like, cakewalk. <laughs> Just cakewalk. 
So, yeah, they beat Purdue, go to the Elite Eight, and, oh, my God, is the greatest thing. I love watching the Cinderella's, especially a team like that. They're the first team seated lower than 12 to go to the Elite Eight ever. That is incredible. Awesome. And they beat Kentucky and Purdue on the way. Yeah, it's not like it's not like they had the softball matchups. No, which as a 15 seed is hard to have. Well, and Murray State was a good seven. <laughs> they were ranked seven seed, yes. They were ranked, like, all year. So they they faced three legitimate Final Four contenders. Yes, especially the way that region played out. Mm-hmm. Like Murray State could have easily went to the Final Four. And Unbelievable! It was St. Peter's that won, had a chance to go to the Final Four, lost to North Carolina, which oddly enough was the lowest seeded team they that had they, played. That they had played. Yeah, I was like, they need stiffer competition here. Yeah. <laughs> like, what happened to this region? Yeah, like where's Baylor? <laughs> Baylor would have lost where, that game. Where is Baylor? Baylor would have lost that game 100%, but they lost to North Carolina earlier. So now that leads us to the first ever North Carolina Duke NCAA tournament game. Really? First ever. Coach K's last year. We and get, he faces UNC. We get Duke, North Carolina. Now, I was running this scenario through my head. Would Coach K rather lose his last game to North Carolina or St. Peter's? <laughs> would you rather get embarrassed by a 15 seed, which... Duke has done before. It was 10 years ago they I lost know. to CJ McCollum. And then, or would you rather lose to your biggest rival ever in what is the biggest rivalry in college sports? Eh, second. Michigan, Ohio State's bigger. Well, it's very one sided. <laughs> Michigan won this year. I don't know, man. All I think about when I see Duke, North Carolina, is Gerald Henderson breaking Tyler Hansbrough's nose with a punch. <laughs> That's all I think about in midair. <laughs> it was great. It's great. But yeah, it, we, I mean, it might be the biggest rivalry in college sports today. Like, but I mean, Michigan, Ohio, Michigan has a winning record against Ohio State all the time. So. Yeah, but the last fifteen years, have been, uh, yeah, it has been one sided of late. Um, but yeah, it's, it's the biggest rivalry in basketball. I wouldn't even. Sure. I wouldn't even specify college it's, basketball it's probably one like, two and three like duke unc is the biggest rivalry in basketball in competitive basketball it's not even close but yeah if you're coach k which which would you rather lose to <laughs> the low seed or the rival i would much rather lose to st peter's i think so too. i would <laughs> like i don't even think it's close you can't lose to north carolina in your last game right but that's the thing right like you cannot lose to the actual rivals but if St. Peter's wins, like you were you were caught up in history, right? Like if mm-hmm. you if you lose to UNC, that's not historic. No. That's just tragic. It is for Coach K, I guess. And be like, oh yeah, remember when he lost his last two games against North Carolina, his last home game and his last ever game. Mm. But that's the thing. Ooh. Coach K gets a revenge game now. He does. If he wins. <laughs> Otherwise it's just it's like uh Double or nothing. It's a sad exit. Yeah, which I'm so rooting for North Carolina. Are you? Oh, yeah. I was rooting for the winner of that game regardless. Like, we needed the winner of that game to win this Final Four matchup. Mm. I don't know if North Carolina can do it, but you know what? Hey, they're on this run. They're playing really good ball. Duke's playing really well, too. and You have to to make it this far. Somehow all these two seeds are making it to the Final Four, which means next year I'm definitely not picking any two seeds. Because on the other side, you got Villanova, who had like the ugliest win of all time against Houston, playing Kansas, 
who had maybe the greatest half in Elite Eight history. They outscored Miami by like 30 in the second half after being down by six. The Miami Grizzlies? Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. The Miami, yeah, the Miami older than the Grizzlies. Yeah. The Miami 25s. (laughs) The 25ers. Unreal. That's right, because you had the redshirt year and you got a COVID year. Yes, they have some six-year seniors on that team. That's insane. So, yeah. Good for them, though. Elite Eight run for those guys. Good for them. I'm hoping it's Kansas, North Carolina, because it can't stay in Villanova. And Coach K can lose his last game. And all is good in the world. So, you just got something against Coach K? Just annoying. Mm. I'm waiting for something to come out about him. Mm. Like, that he, like, swept under the rug mm. the second he leaves. Some, like, Sandusky stuff? Yes. Oh. Like, Joe Paterno. But Joe Paterno, like, died, like, within, like, three months of retiring. Yeah. Which was very weird. Yeah. And then everything came out and he wasn't here. I'm telling you, there's something there that's going to come out. He's got it, right? He's been there, like, 40 years. The 80s were wild. The 80s were wild. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you're reaching. I'm not saying that he he's a this beacon of perfection there's something there just i'm just saying it feels like you're reaching i don't know i believe and i i personally take slight offense to (laughs) hoping that there's bad things happening in the world i'm just saying the highest powers have the most to hide just saying they've been they've been the cream of the crop of college basketball and it's it hasn't been clean so has gino oriema got something going on too Uh, i'm sure i'm sure he does is he still coaching? I have no idea. <laughs> I have no idea either. I actually did a women's bracket. They made the final four, didn't they? Oh, yeah. I had them. They made it like 15 straight years. Yeah. I, I did two women's brackets. I just did one where I just picked whatever. Mm-hmm. And I got all four final four teams right. Three one seeds in UConn. And then I did one where it was just straight chalk. And I was keeping up with it, like just points wise. Yeah. And they were pretty much neck and neck the whole time. Wow. <laughs> so pretty much the whole tournament goes chalk. And then I got UConn in as the uh, fourth Final Four team. <laughs> so my uh, women's bracket looks a lot better than my men's bracket. We'll just put it that way. I got one yeah. Final Four team right. Men's brackets are impossible. I got Kansas. I got Kansas. That was like the least confident one I, I picked. And they won their region. I'm like, what am I doing? How did I not pick St. Peter's? True. Like, what? what why? The, the Peacocks. Yeah. You know what? Next year, I'm picking a 15 seed to go all the way. Nope. It just happened. That means it's not going to happen again. No, for no, like they're going to go all the way. Yeah, I feel bad because now we're never going to see a 15 C go to the Final Four. Yeah. Like that was, that was it. The, that the was moment. it. You get one shot, one opportunity. They missed their chance to blow. They RIP. RIP Peacocks. RIP Peacocks. Doug Eddard. Doug Eddard. <laughs> Have you seen the videos on him? I So I haven't seen any videos, but I did see a. It was like his team photo from months ago, mm-hmm. and he's like all prim and proper yes, and nice, and clean and then, shaven. Yes, <laughs> and it was like Doug on LinkedIn, and then it was Doug on Instagram, yeah. and he's got like the the mustache, and he's like sticking his tongue out, and his hair is just flopping around. He's great, man. It was so funny. They did like a little interview with him, and it wasn't even supposed to be part of the interview, but it was like before they started up, they were rolling, and he was talking about how he doesn't eat sandwiches. <laughs> he's like no 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 i tried it when i was a kid no never again <laughs> he's like no can't do it won't put anything on it he's like he's like they were like do you eat bread he's like 
oh yeah yeah i eat bread just don't put anything between it <laughs> god it was great and then there was a somebody sent out a tweet um at one of the north carolina players and they were like do you think these these players just get starstruck when they're like on the court and they're like holy crap i'm playing against doug eddard <laughs> and then the north carolina guy retweeted it and he's like dude i was thinking that Right when we started the game, he's like, I'm playing with Doug Eddard. <laughs> and he plays for North Carolina. <laughs> yeah. Unreal. Doug. And, by the way, he's a, he's only a junior this year. Oh, so he's coming back. Yes. But they did have, like, a couple key seniors. But, yeah. If they do if they do make the tournament next year, it will be on the team. Assuming he doesn't transfer to Duke or something because he's so good. The funny thing is, I I watch, I consume so little college basketball mm-hmm. that I have no idea how important to the Peacocks Doug Eddard was. Like, was he a rotation guy? Was he like their main shooter? I mean, like, <laughs> I like I have no concept of like what role on the team he played. Well, they had like nine guys that averaged eight or nine minutes. So, like, they actually played a good amount of people. There were times in the tournament yeah. where they would do a full line change. They would send, like, four guys yeah. in, in to, to, like, uh, switch it up. Yeah, just to take over. Now, I did see a couple of quotes from their coach that I really liked. And, like, this is the dude I would have loved to play for. He was kind of awkward in some of his post-game ones. But but, but he, had a, he had a quote where he was like, I mean, my guys, they're all from Jersey and New York. Right. Like, they're not going out there getting roughed up by these basically these prissy schools that they're playing is like the blue blood they're like we're the ones that do that like yes because someone asked him is like do you feel like you're just you know the physicality you're gonna face like we bring the physicality yeah we are i i I loved that yeah he was a he was a all-american back in the day yeah and he played in the mcdonald's all-american game with kobe wow so that's how far back he goes so pretty cool that is pretty cool pretty cool for them to make that run and Mm -hmm. Just give the next year's teams a little bit of hope. Why not us, right? Yep. I mean, that's that's the mindset you got to have. But it also, it sends a message. And this is what might actually be, it, it's a bigger detractor than it is a positive, is it sends the message to all of the top-ranked teams. It's like, you can't take round one. No. You can't take anything for granted. Because nope. there's a team out there that these guys don't think they're any worse than you. Yeah, they believe. Mm-hmm. And they're going to shoot with confidence. And that was really big, especially Doug, because I think he averaged like eight or nine points a game during the regular season. And then in his tournament games, he was averaging like close to 15. Yeah. You know, and he's yeah, like, he was just hitting shots, just lighting him up from three. He had a couple huge floaters in the early rounds that, that gave him huge buckets late. And then he's just a knockdown free throw shooter late yeah. in games. God, I, I'm I'm going to pay attention to them next year. I'm going to root for them to make it back, and hopefully they can win their conference tournament and uh, just have another run. You never know. Maybe they'll get a five-star recruit. <laughs> what if they got a random five-star recruit? They made the Elite Eight. <laughs> they can say that they were they're, they're an Elite Eight program. Yeah, they were one of the top eight teams in the country. <laughs> Almost one of the top four. God, I wish they would have won. With the whole thing? Well, to get to the Final Four, because they would have played Duke. Yeah. They would have just slayed everybody. <laughs> Think about that. They would have beaten Kentucky, North Carolina, maybe Duke, 
and then maybe Kansas if they had won the national championship. Unreal. Does it get any more? Those are like great. the four blue blood college yes. basketball programs. Those are the four, and they they had a chance to play all of them in the same run. Wow, which would have been absolutely incredible. And then if they won, you would have had all the diehards saying. Oh, they're not a real champion. We need to change something. You know, they, we need to change the format or something. Yeah. It's like, well, you just beat like the four biggest names in college basketball. You can't have a more impressive run. Yes, yeah, like they're they would be so deserving at that point. Even yeah. if North Carolina is an eight seed, like the other three were top two seeds. Yeah. And you beat Murray State. <laughs> but man, I was I was really hoping for that. I would have loved to see everybody just lose their mind over a national champion of a 15 seed. Well, hey, maybe somewhere in the multiverse, <laughs> the Peacocks went on to win the national championships. Maybe so next can, year. Maybe yeah. next year. Maybe maybe next universe. Doug Edder might lead the nation in scoring next year, and I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I have my doubts. I, confidence, man. Confidence. He has it. He's got that swag. Well, he, does, he does now. Yeah. As long as you don't feed him any sandwiches. He'll be good to go. All right. So our last topic, which I believe was Saturday night, if I do recall. What were we doing Saturday? Oh, yeah, we came back from the Magic game. And we had just gotten back to the hotel. I turn on my phone, and I see like 50,000 tweets and trending on Will Smith. Wasn't this on Sunday? Was it Sunday? Yeah, I thought that. I thought this was on Sunday. Was the Oscars on Sunday? Okay, I just assume those shows are on Saturdays. Mm. I don't know. Maybe it was Sunday. I don't remember, but I know we got back. To I'm pretty show. sure I was like reading about it at work Monday. Okay, yeah, maybe, maybe it was Sunday night, and because I totally missed it. If if this did not happen, I would not have known that the Oscars happened. Oh yeah, nobody, dude. Their ratings have been so bad the last couple of years, specifically. But I see it trending. I'm like. Wait, what happened? Because it literally, the trend said, what just happened? Yeah. That was the quote. <laughs> and it was like, people reacting to Will Smith and Chris Rock. I'm like, okay. And we had, if we had had it on, we would have seen it live. Yeah. It, probably right when we walked into the hotel. And so I turn it over, and Will Smith is accepting his award. <laughs> <laughs> like 30 minutes later. So Will Smith... Didn't like Chris Rock's joke about Jada Pinkett. Goes up on stage, just gives him the biggest slap in the history of slaps, and just stuns the entire world. Everybody thinks it's fake. Maybe like it's you know planned. It's a bit. It's like staged. Just having fun. A ratings ploy. Right. Yes. Exactly. Because the ratings have been terrible, and they kind of changed the format of the show. And he walks off stage. And I'm I'm listening to the video and it just goes dead. You can't hear anything for like ten seconds. And then you later learn that Will Smith is just yelling, F this, F you, you know, this and that, and like can't air that over the air. Yeah. So it's just dead. And then you go to the Japanese version where they don't edit it out. And you can hear what he's saying. Yeah. And then Chris Rock is like, Oh my god, like this is happening right now. Yeah. He's like dude it was just a joke and to break this down even further at that point you hear chris rock go oh i could like he could like spill some beans mm -hmm. that like all the dirt on will and jada probably because they have a weird relationship 
They've had weird problems or miscommunications. I mean, Jada has spoken with Will in public about other yes. men that she has been with. Yeah, like during after, their marriage. Yeah, that was like after stuff came out. And yeah, yeah, it's very, very weird relationship, which is also sparking, you know, talk about all this, and like maybe he's in an unhealthy relationship or this or that. But man, I really wanted Chris Rock to just start spilling everything <laughs> over national television. So, so <laughs> here's another. You know, I'm not saying it's staged. I'm just saying tickets for Chris Rock's tour yeah. were forty six dollars. Yep, they are now over four hundred dollars. Well, he's got all new material to work with now. He's got so much to just run with. I mean, I don't think it was staged because. Will Smith looked insane yeah. when he went back to his seat. But he's also an actor who literally just won an Oscar. Right. And he came up doing comedy. Yeah. Like, he did Fresh Prince. Like, he gets the game, right? Like, he, yeah. nothing is off limits. You can't sit front row at the Oscars and think that you're untouchable. Right. And, like, that's not how it works. And Chris had made jokes about them, like, earlier in his monologue about boycotting you know the shows and stuff and then he kind of went off to other stuff Mm -hmm. and he circled back to will smith winning an award because of somebody else who didn't want to win it or something and then he just randomly goes at jada and of course she has the short hair because of something her alopecia yes who knows if chris knew that maybe i don't know nobody else knew it and so will smith is laughing he's like still laughing and then you you see her just stern face. Yeah. Nothing. No emotion. Camera pans away. I would love to know what the next three seconds of their interaction was. Oh, I'm sure that she was looking at him like, hey, yeah. you better do something about that. Right. Like, uh, are you going to do something? He's like, oh, crap. So then he gets into like Hulk mode. <laughs> it was insane. What a slap that was. Like, that was about as short from a punch as you can get. Like, it was just open hand. It looked like it almost looked like he paused for a second and was like, "Okay, I can't hit him, so I'm just gonna do like this awkward slap because his form looked kind of awkward to me. You know, I thought it was weird form. Um, <laughs> maybe he's not right-handed. I don't know. <laughs> um, but man, that was just square. And props to Chris Rock. Took it. He took it like a man. He didn't fall, and then he kind of just carried it on. <laughs> He's like, well, that was the greatest night in television history. <laughs> and nobody saw it. Yes. Everyone yeah. saw it afterwards. God. Yeah, yeah. Nobody saw it live except for the 30 people that were tweeting about it. My favorite takeaway was all the like still images of other celebrities in the room watching it happen. Yes. It's like the rock is doing like his eyebrow thing. <laughs> and then like there's a, there's some people that are like covering they're like covering their mouths. And then you just have like Ryan Gosling who's like just laughing. <laughs> He's trying not to show that he's laughing, but he's just busting out laughing. I'm so sure funny. they all thought it was part of, you know, the... Well, there's there's a pretty telling image um, that is, for me, kind of proof that it at least wasn't staged. But um, one of the actresses that's sitting, like, right behind Will from yeah. the camera angle, mm-hmm. like, it's like the second time that he's yelling what he yells at Chris. Yes. Her, like she realizes it's not a joke. Yes. And it's, it's those types of moments that it's like, okay, well probably not staged. Right. But 
and and this is just how media works and it's primarily i think a reason why i don't engage a whole lot with pop culture but everyone involved is going to profit off of this altercation every oh, single yeah. person involved the oscars and it, it it's just like that sort of thing should not be promoted right but it is and that's i guess that's just the state of affairs of the world right mm-hmm. just the direction that culture moves but like like that like that that was disgusting i think a crime committed and chris rock oh for sure chris rock could have pressed charges and has apparently declined to press charges i just i just, i don't like it man yeah i think there's plenty of evidence out and there and it sets terrible precedent right like now you have like someone makes a joke and it offends someone and you just yes. walk up there and you hit them right now people are going to maybe be less likely to go to a certain place with their jokes cuz right? they they're they're scared of what people might do i mean i mean what does that do to like late night comedy clubs right right or like like the open mic nights no. I, everyone's on eggshells now because will smith did it and he didn't face any repercussions they didn't even remove him from the building he won an award later yes and then he and then hilarious. he was given the stage to speak and what was even worse is he didn't even really apologize for it when he had the chance. That was his first chance, and he could have just said, you know, yeah, that was out of line. I'm sorry. But the only thing he really said was, I hope they have me back next year. <laughs> I was like, at the very end, if they'll have me back. <laughs> I was like, what in Unreal. the world is going And I love Will Smith. Like, I love his movies. Yeah. Love them. But, man, what a chaotic moment that was. I like Chris Rock, too. I think he's hilarious. But man, I thought the joke was actually kind of funny. G.I. <laughs> <G>. Jane 2. <laughs> Can't wait to see it. Oh, man. Took it so far. So much further than it needed to take. I bet you a lot of people tune in next year. I won't be. No, I'll probably forget. But if, if Will Smith is there, I'll probably just tune it, you know, click on it. Put it in the background, maybe not watch it, but just in case something happens, it's right there and I can run and see it. Nope. Although, if anything happens next year, oh my God. <laughs> There's no way. They're going to need to start putting like barriers up. <laughs> You'd think, like, they're all elites. They could all handle it. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I was thinking like maybe there's like some old beef there or something, but then I'm like, if there was, like, Chris Rock wouldn't have gone there. I don't yeah. Know. I don't know. I didn't even think the joke was that bad. Like, mean? Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, if she has this condition, like, okay, like, it's not the but, worst but thing it, in the but world. But it's her hair. It's not like he joked about, like, her lungs. Right. She can have a, a wig or something. Yeah, a lot of people have wigs. Yeah. Shoot, people have wigs that have hair. It's true. <laughs> this is actually like, very common. Like, I mean, uh, it went to a place I didn't need to go, and I'm pro Chris Rock. Team Chris Rock. I mean, in terms of this situation, I'm Team Chris Rock. Dude, he took it like a champ. Yeah, I mean, not only did he Jose, but he, he Jose Bautista did, right? Oh, like did. when Odor popped up <laughs> and just slugged him. Yeah. And like, I will never for the life of me understand how Bautista didn't drop. I don't either. That was the that punch was of all a, punches. It was extension to the right part of the face. To the jaw. Yes, it was right down here, like just underneath the line. And he like missed the ear pad, which was oh so good. Mm-hmm. It was so accurate. He couldn't have placed that punch any better. That accurate. was that was the best moment of his career. That was probably the best punch since like Mike Tyson. Mm. <laughs> it 
well, in I mean, all of sports. Yeah, because the greatest boxer of the last 20 years didn't really throw punches. Exactly. He defended against them. Yeah. It's an interesting take. Thank you. So, a little Oscars I'm, I'm, talk. I'm team Chris. A little Oscars talk. And that will be the only time that we ever mention that show. Until next year. Nope. I, oh, you, okay. Nope. Until something else happens. That's like the... That's like the Kanye Taylor Swift. Oh, from the Grammys. Yeah, that's like they're it's like I'm. I'm gonna let you finish. Right. But Beyonce had the greatest music video of all time. Yes, and that was 13 years ago. So now they wow. each have their one moment, and nobody else can name another moment from either one. <laughs> it's true. I mean, I can name another Kanye moment. Well, a Kanye moment, yes, at the Grammys. Yeah, though. For, yeah, from the Grammys. What do he do? Yeah, this was much more recent. But he's like, everyone was asking me. What I'd do if I didn't win. Oh, that's right. I guess we'll never know. And he just holds it up. That's right. Okay, yeah. I guess we'll never know. By the way, one of the Rocket League players said that <laughs> on stage. Because it had been he had been with G two for almost six years. And uh, you know, it was like they were one of the top seeds coming into championship Sunday. And, you know, he's like, yeah, someone asked mm-hmm. me in the hotel. This is what he said on stage. He's like, yeah, someone asked me in the hotel what I'd do if I didn't win. I guess we'll never know. Yeah. <laughs> I, do, I do remember that moment from Kanye. Now that yeah. you mention it. See, I could name one, but I, I didn't think about it immediately. I just think of Taylor Swift. And now I think of Chris Rock and Will Smith. Yeah. Fair enough. And their slap bet that they have. So. And how they're, everyone's going to profit from this. Yeah. Well, it might take Will a little bit longer. Yeah, that's the. I'm sure that's something the disgusting. That's the disgusting part of this is, like, we're as a culture, we are way too interested in celebrity, as a concept. Way, like, yeah, you know, people can do cool things, physically, artistically, vocally, right? That mm-hmm. doesn't that doesn't make them good people. No, <laughs> like, you know, they could also be a good person. You know, I'm not saying it disqualifies them from being good people. I'm just saying it's like those are very separate categories of humanity. Yes. Right? Being good at something and being a good person are not the same thing. And I just that that is a they will I will never understand celebrity culture. I'll never understand it. And we're gonna find that out with Coach K. I'm I'm putting I'm putting in the call. I I'm putting <laughs> the call. Give it a year. The call. Give it by the end of this, this guy's year. He's going to hit a home run this at bat. Coach K's going to have some sort of scandal come out about him. By the end of this year, you wait. I wait? Just wait. I'm going to be waiting. Something will come out. I am not going to hold my breath. I don't know how bad it will be. I think it will be worse than like NCAA sanctions or something stupid like that. It will be more personal with Coach K. Mm. You just wait. You just wait. Yeah. The worst thing that's going to come out about Coach K is the same. It's what came out about, who was it? The Auburn guy, Gus Malzahn, how he eats at a Waffle House with his wife after <laughs> games. That That's going to be the type of story that comes out about no, Coach K. No, you just wait. You just wait. You just wait. We think he's all squeaky clean like Joe Paterno. But you just wait. I never had such an opinion of Joe Paterno. Well, he was pretty under the radar. Yeah, because it's Penn State. No one cares. Right. But he coached in the eighties. But he couldn't. Eighties But, are but wild. he could not have gotten away with that at an Ohio State or a Michigan. Yeah. Like when 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 you're the third, fourth yeah. biggest. Yeah. When you're the third, fourth biggest brand in your conference, it's different. Well, at the no, at the time he was the thing. They were massive in the eighties and nineties. Penn State was the school to be at in the Big Ten. They were the school. It's one of the three. Ohio State wasn't what they are now. True, but Michigan was. Michigan was very good. Penn State was there. They won a national championship in like 
88, mm-hmm. something like that. I don't know. But you just wait. Coach K, man. It's going to happen. We got. I feel, like, I feel like you're just trying to speak it into existence. We still got like nine months for this to happen. I got, <laughs> I got all the time in the world. I'm just sitting back watching. I'm just sitting back. Come Saturday when he loses, the clock starts. Mm. The clock starts the second that clock hits zero and they lose. Mm. Oh, man, if they win, though, that might even come out faster. People will really be able to get him. Be 23 women. <laughs> I'll do Deshaun. <laughs> might be more than that. He's older. True. He's been around the block. He's He has been on the earth a lot longer. He's been on Tobacco Row one too many times. I'll just put it like that. And that's a wrap. That's all. I, <laughs> that's a that's wrap for like 28. That. Mavs, three seed. Tomorrow? Possible. I We're think, hoping. I, th- I think they're three seed tomorrow. Okay. I mean, something something always happens right after we stop recording. Maybe that's what it is. Yeah, they're just automatically win. All right, cool. Forfeits all around. All right, we done. See you next week. <laughs>